Credit card. Welcome to another journey in trying to find out where did I park. I'm your host, Chris, better known as CP. I'm here to park some of my thoughts and feelings so I can clear my head and get my life together. So here goes nothing. What's going on, y'all? Uh, I don't have a lot to say, but I did have uh, just some more things that were on my heart. And I'm going to get them out quick and we're going to get on out of here. I try not to keep y'all too long. Sometimes when you're talking to yourself uh, or when you're talking to your other iterations of yourself or Maybe I should call myself all my variants. Uh, you just don't need that much. Uh, when you're dialoguing with the voices inside your head, uh, if you end up doing it too long, people start talking about you. So I say all that to say I won't be too long. I don't know if I ever am, but I definitely won't be too long today. Um, but I did just want to highlight a few things. Uh, I'd have to look through all my episode titles to make sure I didn't repeat any. Um, but I just want to talk about really just want to talk about value. I think that when I think about value, I think about the Einstein quote and who knows if he was the first one to say it or the the last one or just the most important one. Um, But he said, you know, try not to become a man of success. Instead, focus on becoming a man of great value. And I actually use that as one of my senior quotes for when I graduated. Uh, I thought it was powerful. I thought it was impactful. I got it right away. And it was really something that I could see myself trying to trying to emulate or trying to live by or just trying to think about. Uh, conversely, I am also still a huge No Limit fan, if you haven't figured out by now. And <clears throat> if for any reason you ask me for my top five No Limit soldiers, uh, sure, I've got that right ready now. Mia X, Mystical Mac, Fiend, Sea Murder, and a tie at six with Big Ed and Snoop. And uh, I stand by that list and I'll argue anybody if you want to, but uh, all that aside, I did want to quote one of the famous few bars from uh, one of my favorites, Mystical, you know, before all the stuff. Um, But say it with me if you know it. I'm about my paper, my paper, important people on my pager. I might not drink Alizé, but I'll smoke you under the table. Don't make me peel your potato. Don't make the devil your neighbor. I might not be nothing to you, but I'm the sh on this label. Five hundred words, but anyways, um, (laughs) it's crazy that you know even in the most random bars from the most random people. Uh, people still say real stuff. And that's kind of the things I think about when I just think about what, um, where did I park even is. If you were sitting there talking to me and having this conversation, you might get some mystical bars and they might make sense. They might be in context. And um, it made me think about it just like it made me think about Einstein. Um, I might not be nothing to you, but I'm paraphrasing. I'm everything on this label. And that's what value is. I don't know how many people wrote in journals or had a a dream book or vision boards, which are popular, um, or they ever had to fill something out that said what they wanted to be when they wanted to grow up or, you know, all the above. But we all wanted to be something famous or, or worldwide, whether it was a movie star, 
or a, a astronaut or um, a sports figure in any sport, whatever your favorite sport was. Uh, we all had those dreams. Um, we all want the president of the United States. How could I forget that one? You know, we all had things that we wanted to do and things that we wanted to be. Uh, and then as you got older and you figured out your strengths and weaknesses and you um, got your opportunities, you figured out, you honed in on it and figured out, you know, what can I make money on? How can I do uh, things well? And you know, how can I capitalize on this going into adulthood? And so all those visions change. But I think one of the main things that doesn't change that much is that people want to be loved. People want to be appreciated. People want to be heard. People want to be respected. And what you find out is life gives you a few lessons to let you know that you don't have to be famous to to impact people. You don't have to be famous to um, help somebody. You don't have to be the most important person on the planet to um, make a difference. This world is huge. There are so many people that need help. There are so many ideas that need help being formed that you'd really limit yourself to feel like you have to stand out in the crowd. You know, if anything, social media's uh, gift and curse will tell you that, you know, you can be number one in a group. You can be the top bill and the top dog and also be unheard of. But at the same time, that can drive people a little nuts feeling like they're always performing or they're always trying to get um, to the next level or are always trying to impress people that they don't know. Um, so I think it's a, man, I'm about to say delicate balance for like the third straight podcast. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but I think it is a delicate balance. You know, what works for you? How do you make it work? Um, what issues do you have? And I think last but not, and I think last but not least, are you adding value? Uh, one would think that parenthood is the cheat code or that's the easiest way to add value, but there's a lot of slack parents out there and there's a lot of parents that are either working so hard that they are not stopping to, you know, make sure their kids are good or, or make sure that their spouses are okay. Um, we're not always adding value the way we think we are. We might feel like we're pouring into somebody, but if they're not receiving it in that way or if they're not open for reception the way we're giving it then we have an impasse and it's not necessarily their fault it might be our fault for not looking and and seeing the signs of help or seeing that they don't learn the way that we're teaching and if we can't pivot then you know we lose that person and we've got to take some accountability for that and i don't know if i have any huge life scenarios that have come up recently or um come up in that opportunity but it's always something I'm thinking about um, you know I think I rarely ever get the get the number one spot we'll say it like that or get the starting role or, or get to be the captain it happens sure it happens but not a lot and I think over the years I've learned to be okay with it um, you really just gotta focus on what's ahead of you and if you can influence what's ahead of you then Nothing else really matters. Message. I don't know how many jobs or positions or opportunities I've gone for. And, and I've killed it. I've killed the interview. I've killed the opportunity. Um, but what ends up happening is I say, oh, well, somebody else came in and had this, that, and a third. But, you know, if this is something you want, then you show and prove that you can do it. 
And I think at some point you just get tired of showing and proving. You want to be like, look, either, either you with me or you not. And that same great American philosopher, Mystical, also said, if you're going to be down with me, you're all the way down with me. Get from around me. See what I'm doing and don't like it, even though everybody mama about it, about it. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> see, quoting Mystical, I almost forgot my train of thought. But I swear at some point you just like, just either show up or, or leave me alone. You know, let me fail. You know, don't protect me by um, putting me on ice and, and making me show and prove even more than I'm already showing and proving. Um, but I get it. It doesn't always work that way. Life ain't fair. Favor ain't fair. Um, but hard work, you know, hard work isn't always fair. But we talked about that last episode. Um, sometimes you just got to do the best that you can do with what you got. And if you can reach one person, if you can you know, accomplish your goal in one small micro dose, then you can use that to build and figure out, you know, what you can do to impact more after that and around. It's a hard lesson to learn sometimes, but life has a way of humbling you and, and giving you um, reasons to think differently about what you thought you would. It gives you opportunities to say, hey, I might not want to be famous at all. It seems like a lot of work. I might not be able to turn it off. Uh, when I need to, um, it might give you an opportunity to say everybody in the world loves me, but nobody at home knows me. And so there's all types of different scenarios where you say, well, hey, the kids with my last name or the kids with my name with a junior or the third or, or whatever attached to it, um, they rock with me. They're learning from me. They're making better decisions. They're uh, they're growing exponentially. And I'm okay with that. You know, sometimes you say, hey, too many friends is a bad thing. You know, no new friends might not be a good thing either. But as long as I got a few people to rock with me, it's okay. Everything else will kind of fall where they're at. But no matter what, I think you have to be a good person. You have to be the person you are supposed to be. You have to do what you know is right for you. And you have to be comfortable um, knowing that some people might roll with it and, and some people might not. And if you can do that, then you can focus on what's most important to you and the, and your value will speak for itself. Your value will show and prove if for nobody else than the, the man, woman or person uh, in the mirror. And if that's the case, then you win. That's a win in everybody's book. Um, and I think the reason why I bring all this up, I said I didn't have a personal story. I guess I do now. But the reason I bring all this up is because a few weeks ago, um, my wife was shopping and she was just picking up a couple of knickknacks and she saw a, a poster board for one of the employees that worked at the store that had passed. And it was shocking. She sent me a text and showed me and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I had no idea. And, you know, we're trying to figure out what happened or is everybody OK and all that stuff. Um you know, not old or anything like that, had a young uh, child. So, you know, there was a lot of concern. There was a lot of sadness and a lot of like, man. Um, but, you know, you can even tell that the employees were shook up. You know, she was a friendly face and always smiled and always said, you know, hello and, and really cared about you. Um, we had those same personal experiences. And then, you know, me, I'm always, uh, you know, snooping around on my favorite uh, <laughs> next door app, seeing who's, who's yelling at who, who's being crazy, who's calling things copperheads and who's still making political posts and all the above uh, 
but I saw that there was a couple of threads and posts, you know, devoted to that person. And it's like, you know, here I was thinking that, you know, they had a personal relationship with me and they made me feel special. But every single person on this thread, and I'm talking about it's probably, I don't know, 100, 150 posts. It's just talking about how good of a person she was and, um, you know, what good things that they've done in, in their lives and how they check on their family and she knew what type of groceries they would get and, you know, really would just, you know, knew when to expect somebody that came in at the, the same time. And you figure, you know, grocery stores aren't glamorous jobs, but the person doing it made the best out of it and made a friend with everybody in the single in, in the neighborhood, every single person and made everybody feel important. Um, I think a funny side tangent to that is when I was still living in Michigan, uh, there was a store that, you know, had really nice clothing, uh, a lot of designer shirts and ties and and business casual wear. And a lot of cool people went there and I went there and I spent way too much money in that store trying to be sweet, trying to look good. Who told you uh, that? Back when, you know, um, college shirts and ties were like the, the standard go out gear because we all thought we were, you know, the young professional futures uh, instead of just being ourselves. Um, but here I am thinking that, you know, the lead stylist or, or salesperson was like my own personal style guru who I wasn't paying, you know, besides paying for the clothes. And I'm like, yeah, man, you got to go see my guy over here. He'll hook you up. Tell him, you know, me, uh, he remembers me. Cause he always puts me in something clean. He always, he's like, and you talk to other people they are like, Oh yeah, he does that for me too. Yeah. Is it this guy? You're like, damn, I thought I was the only one with his card or his contact. And so as a salesperson or as a business person, that's good. You want everybody to feel like they have a personal relationship with you and that you're their only customer or their number one customer. And, you know, you make them feel super special. You're doing a good job there. You know, at the, at the same time, you know, on the other end, you feel like you're the you're the cream of the crop and the best in the world. And it comes to find out, you know, you're just one of many. But if somebody does it right, it's OK to be one of many because then you feel proud to be in that number. And I uh, I just think there's a, a, a really cool way of, of seeing that. But long story short, whether you're in the grocery store or whether you are in a designer fashion outlet or whether you're at work, whether you're at church, um, whether you're coaching, whether you're refereeing, everybody's got value. You just have to learn to you know, put yours out on the front street and and maximize it to the best of your ability. And if you can do that, then the results will kind of speak for themselves. You might not be the the world renowned superhero, but you can be a local legend. You know, everybody's the hero in their own story. Well, at least they should be. Um, but if you can add to that sphere, add to that circle of, of influence who's around you, then you're winning. I'm like, there's no need to to push for anything further because you know what you have is for you. And I think there's beauty in learning that, knowing that, and executing under that mindset. And when you do, I think everything else falls into place. Even in a life well-lived that was still too short, the amount of value was insurmountable. And, you know, more than, than we'll ever know. And that's awesome. And that was pretty good. I don't know if I have any uplift for y'all. That could have been it. Let me think about it real quick. Oh, yeah, I got it. 
It'll be real quick, I promise. Let's get to some uplift. So for the past, I don't know, X amount of years, 15 or so years, we have been blessed with uh, the Marvel franchise to learn about the superheroes or, or revisit or check and compare their uh, movie credits with what actually happened in the books. And we've really given a lot of nerds and, and people who are wannabe nerds and some, you know, everybody's got some level of knowledge, uh, some value to bring to the table in terms of comics. But I say all that to say, um, now that we're in phase four, uh, we got the Eternals and, you know, it's a, a very long movie and it's got some new cool people in it and doing new cool things. And it's historically got all this connection to, you know, where we saw our, our more famous superheroes and all the above. Um, but it's got a lot of mixed reviews and maybe even some bad reviews from critics, from from the nerds, from the bloggers, from the podcasters, uh, and then just from the moviegoers, because uh, it's not what anybody expected, or maybe it was what somebody expected, and they just didn't expect this movie to get made. Um, and like I said, everybody is the hero in their own story. And so here you have this story of a whole bunch of heroes who all have their roles to play and who all kind of put down the mantle. Oh, I guess it's a spoiler alert. My bad. But anyways, I'm not going to go too too deep into it. I'll just say, you know, they all had this um, coming into their own moment or or they've had to re-come into their own. And, you know, the movie is what it is. And, you know, everybody learns how they're the new this and the new that. And so although we're the heroes in our own story, is the story that we're telling worth it? Is it worth telling? I'm not telling us to lie or, or remix it or turn it into something it's not or turn yourself into something it's not. But sometimes we're so focused on being the hero in our own story that we realize that we're not telling a good story or we're not telling a story that anybody wants to hear or listen. Shoot, I'm guilty of it here. Sometimes I felt like I've had the most fire episode and I get the least amount of listens or views or, or anything like that. You know, we're all the heroes in our own story. We just have to make sure that we're telling a story worth telling, worth finding some value for and, and worth retelling. And if we can do that, the rest will kind of take care of itself. Spoilers or not. Life comes at you fast. I'm just trying to keep up with yesterday, but I'll be back soon to unload some more of the good, bad and ugly. I hope you join me again. So once I get done telling my own story, I'm definitely going to need some help trying to remember where did I park, park, park.